Hey, David. Hey, Angie. Did you remember that in between the last time we recorded and now we were supposed to be thinking about an intro? Do you remember? I do remember that we were supposed to be thinking about an intro. Did we think about an intro? Welcome to To Other Other People's People's Shit. That's not what we're going to go with. I like it. Then let's start. You wanted to teach me about something today. Oh, uh, it was going to be pretty boring. Yeah? Let's start with that anyways. I... <laughs> what did you want to... Let's... Okay, what did you want uh, we'll to just start talking about? about it. We'll see where it goes. I wanted to teach you about what's happening in my physics class right now. Because okay. specifically I was talking to your wonderful roommate, my best friend in the world, Kayla Renee Daniel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Uh, about... I was talking to her about uh, how, how turbines work, because we were passing turbines on the way back from Salvation Mountain, which okay. we went to a couple days ago, and she was like, you know, I know that wind turbines exist, but I, I never knew how they worked, and I was like, let me teach you. So, do you know how wind turbines work? I assume my basic structure of knowledge about wind turbines yeah. is not wrong. What's your basic structure of knowledge about wind turbines? The wind blows yeah. and energy is made. You are correct. Congratulations. Yep. Thank you. You have step A and step Z down. Great. You've got all the other letters in there somewhere. So what happens is you've got an electric field that moves. It creates a magnetic field. And when you've got a magnetic field that moves, it creates a... Field of energy? An electric field. There you go. There you go. Look so you got that. your E field and your B field because physicists are dumb and they thought they'd call magnets B. So... But M is so readily available. Yeah, and you know, I've never heard of another field that's an M field, so like... It's not like they were avoiding like, something. Yeah, they were. Because, I don't know why it's a B. Um, because it didn't make the grade, that. so it it's, couldn't it's a... be an A field. <laughs> so, uh, <if laughs> I would you... just like to point out that you stifled that laugh instead of letting yeah. the people know that my poor dad joke actually made you laugh. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So, thank you. <laughs> if you take a magnet and you push it through a coil of wires, then it on either side of that coil of wires, you'll end up with a potential difference in electric field. A voltage, you could say. That's what a voltage is. Mm-hmm. So if you, and if you take a, a coil of wires and you run a current through it, then around that coil, or inside that coil, you create a magnetic field. Mm. Pretty cool, right? I'd say so. Okay, first off, yeah. I would just like to say that, uh, I don't know if you know, do you know who invented the first wind turbine? Who invented the first wind turbine? His name was Charles F. Brush. Charles F. Brush. Yeah. Okay. And I only know that because I just because Googled it. Because you Googled it. it. I saw you Google it. I know. I, I watched you look uh, betrayed as I typed something into Google. Uh, yeah. But I was right. You didn't know the answer to that. And uh, I saw the first picture that comes up for wind tur- turbines. Okay. And I feel like this is something that other people could relate to, maybe more than the physics behind it. Yeah. And that's, uh, if you don't know already, I was born and raised in the Midwest. Wow. I was born a little bit north of Chicago and drove all around the state of Illinois for various service projects, but I actually have a couple horrifying stories about wind turbines. Okay. So, (laughs) you know that much of the Midwest is plants. Obviously, there's a lot of crops. One of the things that is littered around mid to southern Illinois is 
basically wind turbine fields. Okay. So you are driving during the day, and this is one specific story where I did the drive all the way south uh, to right about where the border of Illinois becomes uh, St. Louis um, in Missouri. And I did that drive down during the daytime and then right back up um, at night. And so we go down. The drive is pretty simple. You see all these wind turbines. I think it's around Bloomington is when they start popping up in abundance. And you see rows of, you can see 15 maybe in each line. And then you stop kind of seeing them because they're big, but like they're also white and there's clouds usually. We're driving down. Everything's fine. We get done with the whole project and we're driving back up. And... By the time we get to the same area, it's been, like, two hours of driving. It's also, like, one in the morning, and we're all delirious. There's only four of us in the car, and I was the designated co-pilot, so I'm sitting there trying to keep the driver awake, but also I'm 12, so I have no means of keeping myself awake. Okay. Turns out, wind turbines at night Mm -hmm. have a little glowing red light at the top of them. They do. That don't go on during the day yeah so imagine not having that information and then and driving past and driving past rows now, upon rows of yeah. blinking red now lights. something else you might know as a science person david is yeah. light travels faster than a lot of other things right light, light yeah so i'm assuming the speed limit of the universe exactly so i'm assuming what happened here was the blinking red light which i do know is one of the longest rays of light I'm intelligent. What's up? Uh, was just much more visible than the rest of the windmills were, or to wind turbines were okay. during the day. Okay. So what looked to be maybe like a field of 50 wind turbines in either direction ends up being a field of like 100 wind turbines in either direction, uh, as far as your eye can see. So you're just surrounded by blinking red lights <laughs> blinking everywhere. Blinking red lights on every side of you. Yeah. And by the time we get here, it's just me and the driver. And the other two girls in the back fell asleep. So we're driving, trying to keep ourselves awake, and then all of a sudden, we, like, look around for a second. And here are hundreds of blinking red lights. We also had no idea where we were in the trip. Like, we just didn't keep track. So we forgot what these could be until right when we were reaching like a bigger city and Mm -hmm. the other lights drowned out the blinking red lights. Mm -hmm. We had come through every hypothesis ever possible ever. It was like, okay, they're just aliens. Don't worry. They're coming to attack us and we're going to die, but it's fine because then we won't have to finish this drive Mm -hmm. or, oh, they're probably just a a lot of planes. I don't know. Maybe there's just a lot of planes. (laughs) Just a really lot of planes. Staying stationary. Looking back on it, it was really stupid, but I was terrified. That was also the same trip that we ended up keeping the other two sleeping passengers in a car in the middle of a gas station in the middle of a cornfield, and we definitely heard coyotes. Well, before. I mean, coyotes can't open car doors, so they were probably... You're right. Uh, you were probably in more danger than the people in the car. You are correct. Yeah. But it was just really sketchy, so... Just seeing all those blinking red lights. Yeah. It was kind of like in cars, you know, the um, cafe in cars... The movie Cars with Lady. I, yeah, I know the movie Cars. Okay. The There's cafe. I, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, like the street lamp That's outside. That's kind of, of the... what it looked like. Okay. It was like one 
yellow lit light with like neon white fluorescence huh. inside the building huh. there was a very nice man with very long dreads and a lot of piercings and a lot of tattoos and this was wow. before i had started my collection obviously i was 12 yeah uh and it was so scary we were pumping gas outside when a lowrider came up and just was blasting rap music that's awesome. It was really cool. But at three in the morning as a 12 year old, it was also terrifying because as I said, I was exhausted and delusional. Hmm. But I feel like we all have those kind of car stories. Do I have those kinds of car stories? Let me think for a moment. This is a shtick that's done too much. I'm going to stop now. Also, I think that's copyrighted. We, I know that I took road trips to Disneyland once a year, every year, from the ages of like 5 to 12, but I don't remember them. Hmm. Nothing ever happened. On the car ride? Yeah. We always stopped at this one restaurant called Harris Ranch, and it smelled really bad and like cows. Um, and for some reason, road trips with my family always take 1.5 times the time that they should. So if Google Maps says it'll take six hours, it'll take us nine. That's really specific. I think it's because my dad is a slow driver. Mm. Well, well, slow by your standards, because I feel like everyone in California is racing in, like, the Indy 500 or some shit. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, this, the speed limit says 55 on all the freeways, but, like, you're gonna go 70, because you can go 70, it's fine. So, you just go 70, and then it's chilling. such a California outlook. I mean, if you go 55, someone's going to rear-end you. Like, it's Definitely. less dangerous to go 70. It's fight or flight here. That's what it is when it comes to driving. Yeah, it's where defensive driving was invented. Yeah. We did, oh, you know what? On one road trip, we did um, get caught right in the middle of L.A. with a flat tire. And we had to pull over. Uh, and it was, it happened right in the middle of a split in two major freeways. So we had to pull over traffic, but that was worse. Well, yeah, because we were in it was an eight lane highway and we were in the fifth lane from the right. And then the tire blew right as it was splitting. So us pulling over consisted of just pulling into the intermediate lane in between like the two four lane highways that were splitting off. And uh, and it was heavy traffic. So cars were moving at like 10 miles per hour. So it wasn't like a huge deal at the time. But then. But a as we tire. were waiting, because we, we had to wait a really long time for AAA to get there, mm-hmm. and as we were waiting, the traffic cleared up. So then we're sitting in the middle of this eight-lane highway, cars on either side of us going like 60 miles an hour, and you got to merge back into that. Uh, yeah. At, at zero. And from literally zero, going zero to 60. At, yeah, and no one's paying attention to you because no it's people in L.A., so they don't care. Like, Man, yeah. I've made that truck through, I've made a trek to and through L.A. once in mm-hmm. my lifetime mm-hmm. since being here. And it wasn't fun. That's it. That's all I have to mm-hmm. say about that. I'm a, um, I'm a pretty bad driver. Uh, but I also just think that every human is a bad driver. I don't think that there's such a thing as a as a good driver. Maybe it's because humans aren't inherently supposed to drive. Yeah, humans are not built to drive cars. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Oh. That's the second time something has fallen in the yeah. middle of us recording. Yeah, it's chilling. Don't worry about it. Maybe it'll become a, a bit. I hope not. But uh, uh, I, I did. I did my senior project on self-driving cars. Uh, senior yeah. project in high school, and uh, I, I learned quite a bit about them. And I, I actually hope that I never have to own a car until it can drive me. I don't have to drive it. That's my wait. So you've never owned a car yet? Like you haven't owned a car yet? I haven't owned a car. I don't. I don't really want to for a mm. while. I think public transit, bikes, Uber. 
Can no, I'll did take you just? To go? In high school, I assumed you drive a, drive a little drove. I don't know what the tense of drive is. No, drove. I thank you. There I you assume go. you drove sometimes in high school. Or did you just carpool or, or no, share a car? I still drove. I drove my dad's car and I drove my stepmom's car. Okay, so you d- you were a car sharer. I was yes. Okay. I just never had a car of my own, and okay. I've had I've had family members offer to pay for my car insurance, but then. And that's the whole deal where I gotta mm. get the money, and then I gotta—I'm—I'm I'm Jewish. I'm good at complaining about things, so okay. I found a reason not to do it. Fair enough. I my first car was a Jeep Liberty. It was a 2007 limited Jeep Liberty, um, which meant that it had a real fancy sunroof okay. and a white racing stripe on the side. Okay. Which I desperately wanted to take have off. Have you ever raced with a Jeep? I have not because have that's, not a, that's not a racing car. No. Here's the thing. And it wasn't, like I said, it was a Liberty. Like it wasn't a Wrangler. I my, I dream of owning a Wrangler one day. But it was a Liberty, which is a mixture between like their Cherokee, like their SUV type cars, mm-hmm. and their Wranglers. It was like the best of both worlds, except not any of the good things about a Wrangler. Um, besides, I, I'm kind of just blowing smoke. Also, Jeeps are really nice cars with really dependable engines and long stories. Um, but it was a green Jeep, 2007 Jeep Liberty, and she did me well all throughout my senior, my junior and senior year of high school. And then right before we were moving, my parents were like, we should probably just sell your car and buy a new one out in California because we don't know. It's a used car. It was it was definitely like an old lady used car where yeah. it's like it had maybe 100, 100 miles on it. <laughs> wow. It was literally a car that an old woman probably bought to go to the store and then like died before she hit 500. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Like it was, it was a very unused used car. Wow. And it was an older one, too. So I can only imagine how long this was just sitting in her, like, garage in him or her. It could be either way. But so by the time we were leaving, I was like, I want to bring my car with me. I know that if I don't bring it with, I'm not going to have a car for a while in California. Like, I just knew that was the way it was going to go. So I was like, man, I really want to bring it. And then the car made the decision for us. Okay. So I was going on a, a little brother and sister bonding trip with my younger brother. We're driving out to lunch, and it is a god-awful storm. And I know that it, there's, like, no weather in California, so it's going to be hard for you to imagine. But you're from NorCal, I'm, so... I'm from NorCal. You know what that is. And I, I go to Fairbanks, Alaska sometimes, Fairbanks. so I know what snow is like. Yeah, Please I'm continue. talking about rain. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. So... There is this god-awful rainstorm. Wait, it rains in Alaska? Yeah, I'm aware, but, like, I don't know the depth to which it... I don't know, like... Does it rain hard? Oh, it rains hard. How do you rain? Hard. (laughs) How do you rain? Hard. Hard. I rain medium. I rain medium. That's a joke. That's a callback to a joke we didn't make. We should... No, that's definitely a (laughs) Crystalia joke. Okay, continue. Anyways, so it's the middle of this huge storm. There is lightning cracking across the sky, like, every, like eight to ten minutes which is a lot if you know thunderstorms there's rolling thunder very quickly after seeing lightning strikes which means it's very close for those of you who don't have uh some storm information uh and we it's pouring down and just to get a like a judgment for how much it was raining at the end of the storm we had like five to six inches depending on where you were of rain and it it stormed for two hours so that's yeah a lot of flooding so we hadn't realized it was going to be storming like this. So my brother and I get to Red Robin and 
it's pounding down. I was like, there's no way we can walk in yet, Joe. We got to just wait. And so we're pulling into the driveway or to the parking lot. That's what you call Mm -hmm. a business Mm -hmm. driveway. Mm -hmm. And I turn the corner and all of a sudden, and I'm wearing flip-flops because this is the middle of a summer storm. Um, So I turn the corner and all of a sudden scalding hot water, like a cup of scalding hot water just drops on my foot. And yeah, your face says it all. That was exactly how I reacted. So I turn the corner and I'm like, God damn. And my brother is there. So I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, Okay. And he was like, what's wrong? Like, Angie, what's wrong? And I just looked at him and I was like, I'm, I don't know, but, but I just had some water drop. Maybe it was a storm. It was probably just a storm. And so we park, whatever, we wait for a little bit of a clearing, which was not a clearing at all. Run, eat, whatever, we come back. And it's the peak of the storm now. And we're driving back. I'm hydroplaning, but I was raised in Illinois, so I know how to drive on water. Um, (laughs) And so basically we get back safe. But as we're turning, it's clearing up. And I turn into the driveway and all of a sudden there's another cup of scalding hot water on my foot. And I'm like, what is happening? And I'm like shaking it off. Where is it coming from? Is there a leak in my car somewhere? And so we get there and I have no idea what's going on. And a few weeks later, same thing. Every time I break and turn, there's just water pouring out. And it's not always hot anymore. Sometimes it's like lukewarm and sometimes it's regular, like uh, cold temperatures, whatever. And... Basically, my car made that that death toll and was like, you're not taking me to California. Yeah. So we sold my car. Found out later that it was an exhaust problem or it was a heater problem. One of the tubes did not connect where it was supposed to. Sounds so, like it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. Yeah, which makes sense because every time we had the air conditioning on, it was cold water. Mm-hmm. And every time it was heat, it was hot water. But... Yeah. That, I feel like that would be a pretty simple connection to make. Yeah, that's that's you. what we assumed yeah. was the thing. But we actually don't technically know because we definitely sold that car to CarMax pretending okay. like we didn't know anything was wrong and with it. And then they have to deal with it now. Yeah. Right. I'm sure it's... Shout out to CarMax. <laughs> Thanks, CarMax. <laughs> um, I don't actually even know if we did that through yeah. CarMax, but whatever. I'm sure some 16-year-old is really happy with Ruth. That was her name. That was my last name. Ruth. Aww. I know. I've got a friend, Kyle, who... Uh, owns a car um, and he in high school drove us everywhere we needed to go he was the main driver for for events and things it was a nice large car and uh, he he now has an Instagram for his car which is called don't be that guy (laughs) well no it's because the car is named the Asport Um, his Instagram is Asport (laughs) underscore Kyle Um, here's that shout out here's that shout out follow him uh, and his Instagram is devoted to all of the work that he does on his car, which is a lot of work. When he bought the car, I think he said he bought it for maybe twelve hundred dollars. And not bad, not bad. within the first four months that he had it, he'd spent somewhere around five thousand repairing it. Uh, because you know he'd already gone in twelve hundred, so he didn't yeah. want to have to like get an entirely new car. We told him how dumb it was to spend five thousand dollars on repairs. Like if he's got five thousand dollars, just buy a new car. But. He did it. It's just a thing. Some and people like yeah, it. Yeah, he's been working on it ever since. Uh, personally, I think it's really stupid to have posts that, like, just got a new muffler. It's super loud. Like, that's the opposite of what a muffler is supposed to do. Like, <laughs> it muffles things. Uh, yeah. but there, I feel like there are just people, there are definitely people in high school that I look at, like, I insta-stalk them now and just see what they're doing. And I definitely had some car junkie friends. I actually, one of the times that Ruth spit up on us, that's what I decided to start calling it at the end. Uh Um, I was driving with my dad to go drop off one of my friends 
Um, or no, it was just me and my friend and my dad came down the street or whatever later. Um, and one of our other friends who is one of the car junkies just happened to see us like pull over in front of my other friend's house, but he didn't know it was someone else's house. So he just thought it was the middle of the road. And he was like, hey, what's up? You guys okay? And we were like, yeah, kind of. It's fine. And he was like, what's up? And he couldn't figure it out with what the water was coming from. So that was when we were like, yeah, we should not. Um, But anyways, back to the other stuff. Sometimes I look at the people in high school that I had no idea they had interests at all. Period. Oh, yeah. I didn't didn't know that certain people actually had personalities until I think I think it didn't really hit me until this year until the first year of college that like everyone like is into something it's strange that there's so many things to be into like weird and I've I didn't know the value of hearing someone talk about what they're passionate about until getting here Uh uh-huh and and you can just ask people you can just mm -hmm. hey what are you passionate about and they'll they'll tell you they'll just go they'll just yeah and I it's so you make friends people exactly (laughs) no I think it's interesting too because it's a question you can always ask someone yeah. and it doesn't matter if you've asked them before because we're in college no one knows what they're doing yeah so it's like one day you you ask someone and you're like hey what's your passion right now like what are you interested in and mm-hmm. they'll like go on for like a half hour about like physics whatever and then you'll ask them maybe a week and a half later like oh is there anything interesting right now and they're like oh this thing in bio was the coolest thing i've ever seen yeah and it just is constantly changing it's uh-huh. like man people are diverse they have yeah. interests yeah but I, that's one of those things that I really like learning is I, I would rather get a base intro course to certain subjects by like students who are in that field of major than some professors. <laughs> like I'm just more interested Absolutely, in it. Yeah. I, I feel like the professors have just been finding more and more simple ways to explain it and dealing only with the students that they hate the most because it's like here, bing, bang, there's your information. Yeah, here's the test. Uh-huh. Like the, if you just, I just, just, you're here. You're teaching this class. And I get it. There are teachers who definitely are not teaching GE humanities for a reason. Like, yeah. that's just part of their job. Uh, but, oh boy, I mean, I've got TAs who... I went to a math learning session oh, no. for I Math 254. An SI unit. A supplemental instruction unit. So I expected it to be supplemental instruction. You know, you get the base instruction, 90% of the information during the lecture... You get the supplemental instruction, the extra 10% the professor couldn't mention, some mm-hmm. extra examples, perhaps, in the supplemental instruction unit. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> supplemental instruction unit, this is the day before the test. Uh, the first thing that we do when we all sit down is we, we, we hand the, the TA our ID cards, and everyone gets checked in so that she can get her TA points or something. And she, she throws up an example on the board, something that we've, we've seen in lecture before. Uh, and she says nothing, and we're all kind of sitting there, and then she says, okay, uh, get in groups, go ahead. And we just kind of start working on the example problem. So, you know, that's fine. Maybe we're going to try the example, and she's going to show it to us in the end. Uh, it's a pretty difficult example. It's not mm-hmm. something we've we've really ever been uh, introduced to before. I'm going to make a hypothesis right now and say she yeah. never visits how you do it. No, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. So we finish the first problem, and she, yeah, she she doesn't. Did she give you the right answer, at least? Or? No. So you could have gotten... Your entire group could have been completely misled oh, yeah, to thinking. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Absolutely. And so we move on to the second problem. Uh, and the same thing again. This happens five times in a row. The third one, uh, she points to our group and says, can you guys do this one on the board? And we literally... We didn't know how to do it. So we were like, no, we, we can't do it on the board. And she was like, well, just do your best. And we were like, we don't... 
I've never seen those words before. Like, can you help? Like, I don't know what I'm doing at all. Like, can you d- yeah. please teach us this? And uh, yeah, that's that's my classes. Those that's TAs here. My favorite part about that whole thing was the construct of TA points. And I don't, <laughs> I'm here like, to you. That's not a I mean, thing. I don't know. Like, <laughs> professors have two jobs. Professors are supposed to research and they're supposed to teach. And TAs, as master's students, have to, you know, do their classes and then also sign up to help out their professors, like, teach the undergrads extra stuff. But most TAs don't give a crap about undergrads. They just want to get done with their very, very specific master's degree. So when they have to teach a course like that, they don't bother relearning it. They just go in, throw up the examples, and, like... Yeah, no, I'm not arguing with that on yeah. with you on that. Uh-huh. I really like the idea of the construction of it's like a basketball game or something, where it's <laughs> yeah. like they earn TA points like just like in sports. <laughs> it's like oh, that's a three pointer right there. Uh-huh. It's like oh, you got a freshman to come one point. Yeah, right there. congratulations! Like, and only the TA with the most points gets to have their degree. Everyone else just has it's to like keep... it's like a card. It's like oh, sorry, yeah. your TA mm-hmm. card's being revoked. You only got two freshmen to come. This yeah. that was the whole goal. Mm-hmm. Or if you have more money, you also can just get a degree. It's true. Whoop. I felt like that needed that moment of silence. It just, did. Just, uh, yeah, that was, money that was equals sad. knowledge. Not really, but kind of. It's just. It's just. <sighs> it's actually uh, factual, though, that if you have more money, you are a smarter person. Mm. Science proves that. Science proves that if you have more money, you can, you can become smarter. I don't... There are some people who have a lot of money. Hey, I'm not sure there's I'm gonna much going to be an engineer someday. You should trust me. <laughs> Do you engineer humans? Or or things that other humans make? Yeah. That wasn't an answer. Yep. <laughs> You're doing electrical engineering. I am doing electrical engineering. And you have told me on multiple occasions yeah. that the reason you're becoming an electrical engineer yeah. is because of the percentage possibility of you becoming a superhero oh yeah you know i really want to be a superhero Uh, i've read online a lot that people who are electrical engineers get to be like like two and a half percent of what tony stark is and like any closer to tony stark is is good i would like to to be iron man tony stark was definitely one of my favorite avengers at the beginning yeah and like og avengers i don't know there's a lot that i had to say about that we'll talk about that in another podcast because as you know infinity war just came out and mm-hmm. who we should we we need to dedicate a whole podcast to that because i think anyone listening does not want us to rush that conversation yeah we can't rush there's too much absolutely yeah but we did see the midnight showing on thursday yep that which was, a burp. was excuse me i did hear that okay your burp sorry this is not at all okay in that Are we gonna, let's talk about burps instead of infinity war Here no we go. i was just gonna say that reminded me of okay so i listened to a lot of the mcelroy podcasts yeah and i don't you don't listen to any of their stuff yet right no okay i started off listening to the adventure zone and that's how i like started listening to them but i know sawbones was one of the ones that was really long and that's with uh justin mcelroy and his wife sydney mcelroy yeah. That's like a medical advice show. Um, Travis McElroy with his wife, Teresa, has a podcast called Schmanners, uh, which is what that just reminded me of. Um, and then there are, the other McElroy brother, Griffin, has a podcast called Wonderful with his wife. And so all three of them have kind of laid a huge groundwork for podcasting, which is such an inspiration to me, honestly. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted to do this to begin with. But oh. um, specifically, 
rounding back to Schmanners, the... The burping. Yeah, that's yes. that's why it reminded me. It was just, okay. like, etiquette of burping and that kind of thing. And I don't know, maybe I just haven't gone in-depth enough about uh, the Schmanners podcasts to know what the etiquette behind uh, burping and that kind of thing is, but I feel like... I feel like burping is a lot more accepted than some of the other bodily functions. Then, yeah, I would I would agree with that. I would say that, I mean, except for like especially loud, big burp, burps. David talks, take two. <laughs> big burps. Okay, but I feel like you can definitely rank bodily functions as to most appropriate in a social situation. You can. Would you like to? to? Absolutely. All right, this is what we're doing. I'm gonna say number one is sneezing. Uh, number one is sneezing. I, I would like... absolutely, yeah. Sneezing is something where, like, you know, you, if someone sneezes, you almost kind of feel bad for them. So bad that you have to, oh, bless you. Like, you have to. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry this happened to you. What if that was, like, a congratulations, though? Like, they do it, like, Achoo! people. Oh, I'm so proud of you. It was great. Like... <laughs> that was an amazing sneeze. Good job, yeah. <laughs> I, I personally have one of those sneezes that I cannot sneeze without people dividing attention to me, mm-hmm. which is awful. Um, if you've ever thought about something, like, specifically sneezing, like, I think for the same reason that sneezing is, like, one of the most acceptable forms of bodily functions in social situations. Mm -hmm. It's funny, because it's also, like, probably the biggest spread of germs, like... Oh, definitely. It's weird. It definitely is, but it's the most uncontrollable. Like, you can stifle a burp, you can kind of try and hold in a fart, like, move your butt cheeks apart Uh and not make a sound. The very least. You have to sneeze. You can't Mm -hmm. not sneeze. It's like, well, we have bathrooms. Like, we know you're going to use the bathrooms. We know you're going to sneeze. Like, just, Just do it. Just cover it. What I can't, I think the the moment that a sneeze becomes, like, unacceptable Mm -hmm. is when you're, like, real sick. And you got a snotty sneeze. Oh, yeah. We've all known that person. And, and then, I think in middle school, it was the worst. Because people yeah. did... We were children. We didn't know how to control it. And you try to... Oh, can, I, just, can I offer I you a tissue? And, and they're like, they're like, no, they're I'm fine. Like, no, you're not. Take a tissue. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just... Because <laughs> then there was the really bad ones. I don't know about you, but it's especially in middle school, I had those, those classmates that they would have these kinds of sneezes all the time. It's like, dude... You know this is gonna happen. Yeah, Why you're not you? blessed anymore. Yeah, Just... and they would sneeze, and like they would keep their hand up by their nose to keep the snot from yeah. running in. And then oh, at no. that point, I'm like, no, that's not okay. But then also, I mean, if we're on the subject of middle school, like you can't leave class in the middle of class. And oh, school. you totally can. As someone who's not like, in my middle school. Well, when you got in so not much in trouble. my America. <laughs> Teacher, can I go to the bathroom? Are you literally dying? No. No, then you can't leave. Like, that was the only excuse. Like, you had to be, your arm had to be cut off or something. As someone who got regular nosebleeds. Okay. I was allowed, but I think there's definitely special, special instances. Because maybe I was one of those kids where I was just like, Yeah, you're special. God, the nosebleed girl is leaving again. (laughs) Like, that's that's probably how I was known to some (laughs) middle school teachers. Yeah. So, which I, okay, are we going to count that kind of thing as, like, etiquette? Because I feel like. Nosebleeds? Yeah. No, those are completely involuntary. Those happen, like, before you even notice them. still a bodily function. Mm. Same thing as, like, periods. I know half the population don't have to worry about that, but is it socially acceptable to just, like, duck out of a situation? Excuse me, you gotta go have a period. Yeah, like, from wherever. But, like, if you just start bleeding, I feel like that's also... I feel like that's more of a faux pas than sneezing, but that's, like, Mm. you gotta take care of yourself. Do you know that uh, one of my friend's moms... uh, She only has one mom. My friend's mom uh, has no sense of smell. Uh... And she and her husband have never had to worry about bad farts in the bedroom. Because they can't smell. Because she can't smell. I feel like that was not on the same track of thinking. I mean, I was thinking about, like, we just hadn't gotten to farts yet, and I thought I would... No, definitely, but I felt like we were on a roll with 
blood. Together. We never actually determined where we that. We never really. I don't. I don't know. That's a. That's a hard one. I feel like. I feel like if we're gonna d- just like rank them, I feel like n- excluding blood right now. Let's let's do like the okay. the three basics: sneezing, okay. burping, farting. It's sneezing, definitely burping, in farting. that order. Sneezing, burping, farting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because at least you. burping, like sometimes it has a smell if you're real nasty that day, mm-hmm. but like typically. It's, if it does, it's more contained and you're really only bothering, like, one person next mm-hmm. to you or the person you're talking to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With a fart, it's a wild card. You don't know. Oh, yeah. You, there's no way to know. Yeah. That could be that could be your whole 500-person lecture there. Just... Oh, could you imagine in the middle? Oh, God. Ugh. Mm. And it depends, too, because there are some teachers that leave the door open, so it might only get to some people. Yeah. Everyone knows, too. Everyone. You can't. You can't avoid okay, Unless it. it's silent. Because mm-hmm. you're going to get the first two or three people mm-hmm. around you going mm-hmm. like, oh, who and there's did no it? like, there's no who? excuse you for that. There's no like, no, you can excuse. Oh, I'm so like, sorry you had to me. go through that fart. No, like, no, uh, uh-uh. and you can say like, oh, excuse me, like, oh, I'm so sorry, but that's owning it. You can't, you can't take ownership yeah. of a fart. No, that's, you just gotta. That's try less and let acceptable it slide than past. farting itself. It is. We we as a society pretend that farts don't exist. Yeah. Like we just try and and slip them past where no one notices. Yeah. And just. I personally, I think that's a damn shame. I think that we should be proud of our farts. I call me changed society. <laughs> disagree with that statement. Listen, it's like okay, if if it's like rancid, like if it's bad, <laughs> and you know it's gonna be bad, like do your neighbors a courtesy and just be like, hey, just be I'm like, hey, I'm gonna leave the room for a minute. Oh, if you can, if you have if you the can possibility, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There's no okay. So my household. We are all very close to each other, yeah. so there was never a question. It's like, oh, we all sniff out a fart, and we're like, who did it? Who did it? All right, come forward right now, or we're going to yeah. tell you, because we know. We know mm-hmm. based on who's smell it is. put trial. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, like, I know that my little cousin, who is seven and a precious little angel, has the most disgusting farts <laughs> ever, and she's in the back seat with my younger brother, trying to pr- play it off like it wasn't her, and we're like, Grace, sweetheart. You gotta, you gotta say something about this. Like, this is just us, and now we've all been trapped. Yeah. It's too late for the window to do anything. <laughs> like, that's the kind of, like, environment I was raised in. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, like, if I'm in the bathroom, we have a community bathroom system here, because we're in a typical dorm from yeah. forever ago. Yeah. I definitely try and wait till I'm the only one in the bathroom, or, like, time it out. Which is, like, why Why do you... It's really? the bathroom. Oh, no, that's in the bathroom... For. In the yeah. bathroom, you gotta wear it proudly. You can't. You can't hold that I shit. I disagree. In. There's. It's a different world in the women's bathroom. Is it? Then I'm guessing since. Is it like stifled? Like, are, is there? Is there? I have been in a woman's bathroom, in our bathroom, which is yeah. our home community's bathroom. Yeah. With three other women and a stalemate because nobody wants to poop. And I'm See, not even kidding. That's so sad. I, I know. Like I and I have some friends who live on this floor, whom I will not discern, who will not, they refuse to poop on our floor bathroom. They go down to our uh, single stall, to our uh, genderless bathroom down on the first floor. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why are you leaving? You're walking up and down three flights of stairs to poop. That's that's your God-given right. You can poop wherever you want. You can. And I definitely am held back. I've definitely been Uh in that stalemate Uh before. But at least at one point, there's three sets of there's three sets of feet on the bottom of the stall. Everyone's kind of quietly yeah. shuffling. At one point, you spend five minutes in there with the same people. Nobody moves. Nobody makes a sound. You know you're all in there to poop. Just poop. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. do it. Nobody's gonna judge you. Do you know? You know what? I I thought 
for I've, I've been thinking for a couple of days now uh, about how pointless uh, Kanye West's new song is <laughs> but I've come to realize uh, that I think this very subject is what Lift Yourself is about. Uh, and I think the lyrics in particular, uh, scoop diddy whoop, whoop scoop poop, poop diddy whoop scoop, and other, that... other such lyrics. Okay, I was going to say, is that verbatim what he says? I, I, I listened to I, it once. It sounds, yeah, pretty much. I'm not sure if that's pretty much. verbatim, but that's, that's pretty much, you know. Okay. It is about scooping poop, and it's called Lift Yourself, and I feel like, I feel like we can learn a lot from Kanye West. You know? <laughs> I, I got a Snapchat of that song earlier this week. Yeah. And I still don't know what I think about it. I hope when the actual album comes out, it's just like a fire song. Like I hope. Like it's the same beat, but it's, I hope that it's the that, best rap I ever. I hope that is the entire song for like four Please minutes and no. 26 seconds. I don't. Because I hope it's a four-minute song. Four minute and 26 seconds, exactly. That's how long I hope those lines go on for. Okay. All right. But also, I feel like... Do you want the rest of the album to be normal, or should it all just be No, the rest of it can garbage. be totally normal. Okay, cool. I think... But I feel like there's only so far Kanye can toss himself. And you know he's doing that. That's what he's doing. It's not like he can just, like... Oh, he's hyping up the album. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna give you the crazy-ass beat. And yeah. Then not deliver. But... <laughs> These bars... This next verse, though. <laughs> this this next verse, you don't even know. You, you don't, don't even, even know. know. They don't even know. No, but I feel like there's only so far Kanye can throw himself and will still be like, oh, no, that's chill. No, I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I want to see the moment where he's like, yeah, and he just like takes a stage dive, like a metaphorical musical stage dive, and just everyone's like, whoa, dude, sorry, I can't. I don't know. Well, no, Kanye I, fans are never going to turn away. I mean, in, yeah, in, right. in the words of our friend Nate, shit slaps. I don't know. Like, I I think he's got some. I think he's got some gold songs. Like there are gold digger. Um, no, there are some <laughs> amazing songs that he's produced, and I think yeah. that there's no denying that he's a talented person. But one of these days, man, one of these days, he's he's got to end up accidentally making something. And so, you know, some producer out there has already like looked at him and been like, you know, Kanye, we can't, you can't do this. And then he's released it, and it's been like the most fire track of his album. Yeah. I feel like... Oh, do you think the producer is like... There's gotta be a Kanye, time. Kanye, the world isn't ready for this. Kanye, exactly. this is too good. Exactly, and then he does it, and and then it's perfect. And I think I think that that song is Lift is Yourself. It? I is think Lift this yourself. is the one. This is the music But I also feel generation. like at one... That's a really dangerous game you're playing there. But I feel like at one point or another, you also have to, like... Just take a step back and realize that if he keeps doing that kind of shit, like, at one point, he's gonna fall. But it's like... No, it's gonna become a new genre. People are gonna latch onto that. I, like, Kanye fans are just gonna to switch. Not. What happened to, like... Well, actually, never mind. I almost thought about it, and I was like, oh, God, I hope not. But, like, what are doo-ops? Hmm? Scatting. That's a thing. Yeah. That was a thing. Also, where did scatting go? Where did the music... Where did the blues and... Well, and that's it. Is the, the thing with scatting R&B. is that someone made the perfect scat song. I'm a scat man. Mm. And then no one could top it, and it stopped. Hmm. And I think that's what Kanye's done, is he's made the perfect rap song. And actually, I think this is the end of rap as we know it. Lift Yourself is the last and the greatest last rap it's song. It's going to blow up yeah. the rap industry. And it's time for a new, a new genre to arise. Hmm. And I think that's our show. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's it. I also think you really want to go get food.
I mean, nah. Did we have something at our at the end of our last one? I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs>